0: I want to welcome all my listeners to Counter Conversations, the show where we encourage self exploration. We use fearless conversation, ask challenging questions, and shamelessly discuss things like life, love, career, marriage, and much, much more. All in an effort to help you discover whether you are just checking off some conventional boxes or really living the life you want to. Counter Conversations was created with the mindset if my counter could talk, these are the lessons it would share. Whether it was with my teenage children, uh, a group of girls over a bottle of wine, or a more intimate conversation, it's where some of the deepest conversations and life lessons happened. I'm your host, Bernice Donato, and today we're going to talk about how to take inventory on the relationships in our lives. What a great way to head into Valentine's Day. And to share the love, I have a little gift for you. If you go into today's show notes, there's a link to a free downloadable workbook that will guide you through what we're about to discuss. Love, the word itself can take on many different meanings depending on the type of relationship we're talking about. In today's episode, we'll zoom the lens in a little sharper on some of the relationships closest to you and help you get clear about whether they're lifting you up or holding you back. I chose today's topic in honor of Valentine's Day. After all, there's no more opportune time to focus on relationships, right? So whether it's a romantic relationship, a sibling one, a friendship, its footprint on you makes a difference. Think about it. Having someone in your life who's impacting you negatively is every bit as effective as someone who's lifting you up. Just imagine for a minute what it would what would be different about your life if you let go of the people who are negatively impacting you Better yet, what would be possible when you free yourself up for the right people to come into your life? Ugh. Sometimes I still get that sinking feeling when I think back on some of the relationships in my past. Then I gently remind myself that I didn't know what I didn't know. Here's what I find fascinating about the concept of taking inventory on relationships. It's a huge part of our lives. We all need to know how to have them successfully, but in all my years of education, there wasn't one class. Can you imagine not one? So it makes perfect sense that I didn't know what a successful relationship looked like, let alone how to have one. So if no one's teaching us how to have one, it's not ironic that most of the conversations at my counter, either with friends, clients, or even my own children, are those just trying to figure out how to navigate them Find happiness and joy in them, and ultimately achieve peace with them. The trouble is, relationships re- often require um, a lot of work and a certain level of emotional intelligence. This is another thing no one ever taught me. I know that 10 years ago, this wasn't even in my wheelhouse. I wasn't asking myself questions like How does it feel to spend time with this person? Do I feel heard, loved, supported? Do I feel inspired? or judged. As a result, I had very little awareness of why certain people were in my life or the role they played in the outcome. Someone once said, if you want to know how you feel about yourself, take a good look at who you spend most of your time with. That was a mic drop for me. I got clear, fast, and in a hurry. Then I went to work on unpacking my closest relationships it's important to have a better understanding of which relationships bring you joy, happiness, and peace versus those that bring you anxiety, stress, and unhappiness. From this elevation, you can better choose who you will invest in going forward. So we've established the complexity that relationships pose. Now, how do we navigate them? How do we achieve success in them? It takes bravery to communicate and an emotional sophistication that most of us were never really taught. We have to be willing to be honest with ourselves and then with others. Honesty often comes with a price, and that's why most people find it difficult to do. So for simplicity reasons, I thought I'd distill it down to three categories for starters. Then we can consider taking a deeper dive at another time. The first question you need to ask is, should I tune this relationship up Toss the relationship out, or simply let it be. This process will work with your husband, your wife, your brother, your sister, your friend, co or just about anyone. But it only helps you identify which person goes in what category. Let's start by explaining things a little clearer, and then I'll give you a few examples. The first one I mentioned was tune it up. This is where, for the most part, you're content in a relationship, but there are a few things you'd like to change or improve. The caveat to this type of relationship is that you're confident there's room to grow, that both of you are equally invested, and you can effectively discuss your issues in a space where you feel heard, loved, and supported. And more importantly, change is possible. I've had the same best friend since third grade. Her name is Kelly. We call each other Fristers because we're not just friends, but we're not quite sisters. We love one another deeply, and we're super close but from time to time we disagree. But we talk through it. Each of us listens to the other, not just to defend our own opinions and actions, but to really hear what's at the heart of the matter. We talk it through and we always come back, thankfully, to a place of love and mutual respect. I have decades of history with Kelly and I'm confident there isn't anything I can't say to her. She'll forever remain in my tune it up category. The next question is, should I toss this relationship out? I know that that sounds a little harsh because we're talking about humans here, but hear me out for a second. I'm talking about the relationship where you've gone back and forth and back and forth again. You've talked, you've argued and negotiated ad nauseam. You've said all that needs to be said and you're still unhappy in the relationship. There is no need for any more conversation And if you are being totally honest with yourself, you've probably let it go on much longer than it should have. The healthiest thing to do for everyone is just end it. But endings are much easier said than done. Some years back, I had a friend that I became close to in a difficult time. She and I were navigating a similar situation and gravitated toward one another for support. While I loved her, I realized that the foundation for the friendship was more about our life circumstances and not our shared values and beliefs. I spent years talking through things with her, I hoped in the lack of any evidence, and was disappointed time and time again when things didn't change or improve. She wasn't a bad person. She just saw the world differently. One day after another falling out, I sat down and asked myself these questions. And after reaching a very, very difficult truth, I came to the decision to toss the relationship out. It sounds harsh, but I promise you it was truly an act of self-love. Moving on to our final category, (laughs) let it be. Should I just let this relationship be? These are the types of relationships where obligatory politeness is sufficient and perhaps all that's really possible. It's the kind of relationship where you need for whatever reason to be in one another's company but you don't necessarily connect or have a lot in common with them. So you just keep things short and sweet. Your interactions are direct, to the point, and lack any real depth. And guess what? That's just fine. I'm hardwired for human connection. It's my highest need in this life. There's nothing more gratifying to me than to connect with someone and get into a deep philosophical conversation about life, love, and the fragility of it all. But I often have to remind myself that I don't have to be friends with everyone, and it's okay if not everyone likes me. Sometimes all we need to do is just be kind to one another. I'd like to bring today's conversation to a conclusion, but I want to give you some quick direction before I go. Just pick the top three to five people in your life and start unpacking those relationships. Ask yourself, do I need to tune this relationship up, toss it out, or just let it be? And you can determine which of those categories fits best by asking yourself things like, how does this person make me feel? Can I tell them anything without feeling judged? Is there more happiness than unhappiness? Just remember, time and energy are the two most valuable things we own. Be sure to invest both into relationships that inspire you, lift you up, and propel you forward. Now, One of the things that in the absence of coaching or therapy, books have always been my go-to thing. So I thought I'd give you a short list of a few that I've read and love. Um, I'll start with Brene Brown, anything Brene Brown. She is great for that um, self-relationship, definitely dips into the other relationships, but it all starts with you. The next book is Fierce Conversations. This lends to where we talked about in the beginning when we're talking about tuning up a relationship. When we are um, going to tune up or when we decide to tune those relationships up, they often require a hard conversation or maybe an uncomfortable one. Um, Fierce Conversations by Susan Scott is a must read. I love this book. The next one is an oldie but goodie. It's Harville Hendricks, Getting the Love You Want. This also comes with a workbook, and I highly recommend it. Harville Hendrix has been around for I can't even tell you how long. I want to say back in my 20s, I read that, and that's going back 32 years now. Um, but it's something I've read on more than one occasion, and it's one of my go-to books. Uh, the next one is Love Dare. What I love about this book is it's not actually a read. What it is, in a, it's an assignment. And when I'm giving it to couples, I give one to each. I have them read through it, decide on their assignments, and um, it's a great co-collaboration. The next one is Too Good to Leave, Too Bad to Stay by Mira Kirshenbaum. This is one again. It's it's been around for a while, and it's a really great read because you can get caught in the whether decide when you're deciding to toss the relationship out. When I talk to you about my friend, she was a good person. Our values just didn't line up, and that's what had me staying for so long. So this book really does help you sort that stuff out. Before we part ways today. I want to leave you with a quote by one of my favorite people on the planet, Tupac Shakur. He says, you can spend minutes, hours, days, weeks, or even months overanalyzing a situation, trying to put the pieces together, or you can just leave the pieces on the floor and move on. Imagine how powerful that would be if you could just walk away. So that's today's episode, my friends. I want to thank all of you who pulled up a chair and spent time with me at the counter for today's episode on relationship inventory. I've really enjoyed our time together and I hope this conversation was helpful. Be sure to stay connected with us as there are a lot of exciting things happening behind the scenes here at Counter Conversations. Remember, be brave, be audacious, be you. If you loved today's episode, please subscribe, share it with a friend, and don't forget to leave a review, letting us know what you loved about the episode or even what you'd like to hear more about. If you're interested in connecting with Bernice through other platforms, you can scroll down to the show notes where you'll be able to find all of her social media links and other information.